0: Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Woo woo woo. Well, wasn't that a game? Wasn't that a game? My goodness. Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. It's your boy, it's your home slice. It's the one, the only Avery Lewis McDougall here. The Orlas win in Vegas 4 3, a massive two points end the West Coast road trip. But before we get too deep into this podcast, a word from Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash S-D-P-N. That's sportsinteraction.com slash S-D-P-N. 19 plus and please play responsibly. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What a night. What a night. What a night to the Oilers. End the West Coast road trip on a very high note. Beating Vegas 4-3 to and putting some more distance between themselves in the wildcard spots between teams like Colorado, like St. Louis, and like Nashville, chasing them for that second wildcard spot in Western Conference. And you know what I like too about this game as we get into things here tonight? Edmonton came out fiery, yo, know, two goals within the first five minutes of this hockey game. When you're against a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, you got to find a way to get offense early on in the game. And Edmonton did just that going up early in this game. And you know, on this road trip, i got to say one thing about the Orlers on their West Coast road trip, you've been seeing this team getting more offense than, of course, you're still getting production from the likes of McDavid, Seidel, and Ryan nugent hawkins But we've been getting much more than just those guys when it comes to the production. We saw, we've been seeing scoring from more than just those guys as well as have played L.A., Anaheim, Vegas, San Jose. We saw in the win over San Jose, uh, San Jose, we saw much more. We saw much more coming in, and Edmonton ends the road trip getting six, of, uh, six out of possible eight points. Huge, huge stuff. And again, 20, point, 20 goals in four games. The offense was cooking, like like at, like at Benihanas, like at Benihanas. You know they're cooking up the all the meat and all the vegetables. That's when the Oilers right now on this road trip just cooking. It. It's great to see. And good to see the usuals here in the chat once again. It's good to see everybody here who always taps into Game Over Edmonton. It's always fun. But you know what? With Edmonton and Vegas, if Edmonton does clinch a playoff spot this year, that was another tight Edmonton-Vegas game. I want to see more of that. Give me six or seven games of an Edmonton Gold Knight series. That would certainly be fun to watch. And if you're a Sportsnet or if you're a TNT, ESPN, oh, you know, they're going to love the narrative going around that will be going around. And rightfully so. Of Eichel McDavid. It would be the first time that you would get an e- Eichel McDavid series. Because, of course, we couldn't get it with these guys in the past with Connor Edmonton and Eichel in Buffalo. But now they're both in the same division. And the odds of these two guys playing in a playoff series this year, much higher. Much higher. So, it'll be fun to see. I see Jay Castro asking about um, Evander Kane. So Evander Kane. So possibly we might see. You know, I would say tentatively in the next week or two here, you might be able to see Kane back. I'm not going to rush things. I know he wants and okay wants to get back. He's making tremendous progress and in recovery due to the, after the wrist injury. So it wouldn't shock me if we see Evander Kane um, back. I would, I would say, this is my, ed- my educated guess here, I would say probably late January, maybe early February at the latest, but Evander Kane is going to be back in the lineup, I think, sooner than we would think. You know, it's good to see him skating again, and good to see him back around the team again. So I think Kane will definitely be back before the regular season. Actually, before the trade deadline, you'll probably see Evander Kane back in this lineup here, which will be a massive boost to the the top six, but but Evander Kane should not be considered the deadline deal for this franchise. It shouldn't be. That shouldn't be your deadline move of getting Kane back in the lineup. I think many of us would still want to see Ken Holland make some moves in March and not say that's your deal, you're getting Kane back. It shouldn't be. It'll be a big boost, but that shouldn't be the move you make to try and say, oh, now we're gonna go on a big run. To the postseason. But we'll definitely see. We will definitely see in terms of what's gonna happen there with Kane and his his return to the lineup. And so I mentioned again, uh yeah, Clint Costin. I'm I'm on this boiler's front office for many things. I am, but in the same breath, I will give credit to that move to bring Costin in from St. Louis. It's worked. In the short, in the short time he's been here, Costin has been a spark plug offensively. He's played physical. He has given Evan Tain a spark that they've needed. And again, he scores again tonight. He's had a great road trip. He does a lot of little things well. And of course, we see how he interacts in the locker room. I've been around Coss in the room. He's a very very dry, very dry wit kind of guy. But no, Clint Clint Koss's contributions have been very welcome to the franchise over this past um over this past month or so, so, been very welcoming, very welcoming, yeah, I think, <laughs> thank you, Lindsay, appreciate that, <laughs> no, I appreciate that, and we try to keep things here at Avery Manor looking, looking sharp and looking tight, and you definitely appreciate that, no, as you can see, oh, uh, that's, you know, anyone who likes the home decor of this place, that's, you know, we try, we try here, every matter West. <laughs> and full credit again to the last show, to Zach and Dennis. Huge guest get having actually calling Bull Rabbit on the podcast. out was a great episode. And Zach and Dennis will be back again. They're hosting the next show. They'll be hosting the recap game against the Kraken. Who will they get next? Who knows? They've been knocking it out of the park. Working with Zach and Dennis has been a true blast this season. Fun, fun guys, and amazing show. Gotta give them crit after their recap show after the Orlers 7-1 win against the San Jose Sharks. But yeah, and M- yeah, MGD, they're gonna need at least one or two D-men at the deadline. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The man you gotta figure out, the man you gotta find a way to get in your lineup. I know I know we talked about injuries, we'll go back to the other way but I'm still going to hammer hard that the guy you want for a playoff push when it comes to D-man is Jacob Chikrin. That is the guy Edmonton should be trying to figure out, come hell or high water, a way to get into Alberta for a playoff run. I know Chikrin has had his injury problems, but he is still young. We're not talking about a 31, 32-year-old D-man. We're talking about a guy who is 24 and has proven his value so far in Arizona, You gotta take a risk, you gotta take a gamble in uh, in that sense for a bit. And people say, "Oh, you know, Chickering isn't as defensive. Chickering isn't as you know defensive." There's footage out there of Chickering being very strong in his own end of the ice with Arizona. So that's a uh, bunch of rubbish. The idea that all Chickering brings offense—it's silly. It's very silly. Who thinks here? <laughs> You know, the last time the Oilers, you know, you know I, think, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but the old story went around. When the Oilers won last in Vegas, they didn't want to do um, after hours because they wanted to go out and have a party. I think it was last year, and it was near Connor's birthday. Around this time, again, it was Connor's birthday last year. Edmonton almost always, for some reason, plays in Vegas near McDavid's birthday. It was last year. And the reason why that the Oilers didn't have a guest on uh, After Hours was because they wanted to go out and celebrate Carter's birthday instead. So they had, I believe it was Eichel, after a loss, after a Golden Knights loss. It was very funny to see. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm definitely sure we'll see the Oilers having fun in Vegas. We always see online. You always see on Twitter and Instagram the team posting pictures from there, from Carter's birthday party in Nevada. So... I'm sure they're going to have a very fun time celebrating not just this win, but the end of the road trip. A much-deserved celebration, not just with Conor's birthday, but the fact that, you know, you win, you get six of eight points on a road trip. You beat, of course, one thing Edmonton did do, you go in and you beat Anaheim and San Jose, teams you should beat, teams you absolutely should beat if you want to stay in the Western Conference playoff race and prove to people that you can be for real, and then you go in and you beat a team ahead of you in the standings in the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that you couldn't play in the first round come this spring. So this team showed me a lot. This team showed me a lot there in this road trip. A good point though, David, yeah. Defensively, it wasn't the greatest game wasn't game defensively in front of Jack, uh, in front of Jack Campbell. But full credit though, the response to the Golden Gold. everything had a response to what Vegas threw at them. That was a very encouraging sign to see. That was a very, very encouraging sign, Zach. But it was oh, Zach's in chat here. Let's see what Zach is see. They have two days off. So either there or that. <laughs> oh my goodness, yo. I, you know what? What you know about that? <laughs> either way, no matter where they're going to be at, either Vegas or coming back home this week, you know they're going to enjoy themselves before they refocus and and reset themselves back on taking on the Seattle Kraken. Like they have two Edmonton now has two massive games coming up um, next week. Here they got Seattle at home and Tampa at home. These are going to be. Two really big gut-check games for the Orlers next week. Of course, Seattle out to team again. The Kraken are rolling hot. The Kraken beat the Boston Bruins in Boston. Those Kraken are no joke. That's a scary hockey team they got in Seattle, Washington right now. With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs, all that kind of good stuff. You know, don't sleep on Seattle right now. And then the defending cup champion. so. If Edmonton can find a way to get through those two games, that's really gonna show and prove to a lot of people what this team is made of right now. It's gonna be a big thing, <laughs> and oh my gosh, somehow, some way, somehow, some way, we're getting shots of the Leafs here. On, <laughs> you know, I know we're the Edmonton show, so I see we got a, some comments coming in poking fun of Toronto tonight. Oh my gosh, why am I? Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Yo, know, it's funny we talk about Seattle, and people have been wondering for quite some time in this division when is Seattle going to drop off? When are the Kraken going to drop off? And I don't think they will. I don't think Seattle is going to tumble that hard right now. They're they're off offensively. They're getting a lot of great play up front right now. I still think the Calder is definitively going to be Maddie Beneers. I think that's I think Maddie veneers is definitely still going to win the Calder. I don't see anybody overtaking him. I know I of course I know there's definitely the campaign to get Stuart Skinner to be in consideration for the Calder and I think I think Stewart could be an outside I think there's a slight chance to get the nomination to be a Calder finalist but when it comes to winning the Calder, I don't see anybody else beyond Ma veneers realistically winning the, that thing. I really don't see it beyond veneers, <laughs> Jay Castro. I'm a Leafs fan. Bring it on! <laughs> oh, love um, you. You know what, they? I gl- I'm glad, Cash Castro. I'm glad. I'm glad you're embracing that. You know. You know it's all in good fun. You know that Leafs banter. It's all in good fun here. It's not anything mean spirited. And of course, oh, of course, we got the Yam question coming in. <laughs> Of course, you know, hopefully Yam, hopefully Yam's back in lineup soon enough. Hopefully Yamamoto is back in the lineup uh, against against Seattle, against Tampa, because that you, you cannot lose more uh, guy like that in, the, in your forward core. He is someone you're definitely going to want back in, and I'm sure we'll get an update from Jay in next week here. I'm sure we'll definitely, we'll, we'll ask Jay. We'll see what Jay says about Yamamoto's status uh, next week. Because he's definitely one of those forward guys. He's a forward you definitely don't want to your lineup again. He was already out of the lineup beforehand with injuries. He was already struggling this year with staying healthy. <laughs> How are you feeling about Jack Campbell? Mm, you know what? I'll give Jack Campbell credit. He's making the saves when called upon. In the absence, of course, of Stuart Skinner. Of course, expecting, of course, he went back home to be his wife. Giving birth to their first child. So, congrats to the Skinner family. You know, right up to the youth. A little, a little Skinner, you them in the world now. <laughs> so, big ups to the Stewart fam- the Stewart family. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I went full blown. I went full blown West Indian there. I went full blown, full blown Jamaican, full blown Trini. It's in my blood. I'm West Indian. I had to call. Had to call the Skinner a Ute a Ute Dem. That's in my culture. <laughs> oh, but you yeah, know, in the absence of um of Stuart Skinner since he's back here in Edmonton, Jack Campbell has stepped up uh, on this road trip to give Edmonton the season. It really gives you all the chance to win in front of him. And you know, I I hope this is, this is the start of Jack Campbell figuring his game out now after that. Very shaky start to his Oilers tenure in October and November. I hope this is the start of Jack Campbell. I mean, his save percentage is now back above over five hundred. The uh, nine hundred, sorry, five hundred. Jeez, nine hundred. So uh, seeing Jack Campbell get his save percentage up is massive because it was struggling. It was down in the eight seventy range, eight eighty range. And that is not good enough to be a net in this league. So And don't get don't get me wrong. I understand entirely if people are still on the fence when it comes to Jack so far. You do want to see what more he can do beyond just the sample size on the California road trip. Totally fair. Totally fair because because so far this year, the more the more consistent goaltender has been Stuart Skinner, so Let's see. And again, let's see who starts against uh, the Kraken and against Tampa Bay at home. So we'll definitely see how things are. (laughs) You got some some comments about that. West Indian joke, couldn't help it. But yeah, no. But yeah, right now, in terms of backup, uh, Jack is proving himself right now. You know what? He's he's getting back to credibility right now in terms of a backup. But I would still... At this time right now, I would still say the number one goalie um, should be Stuart Skinner. The number one right now still should be Stuart going forward. Until Jack, at home, gets you some more wins in that net. And I'm not sure um, Stuart's going to fall. I, I mean, of course, you don't, you don't want Stuart to fall off. But I don't see it happening anytime soon right now. I don't see him relinquishing that net. Um, when he does come back after this brief paternity, uh, paternity leave that he was afforded, so we'll definitely see. We will definitely see lots of chat. Um, any other players you felt, of um, course, big night. Costin played great. Drysital once again. Leon Drysital. <laughs> it's funny, you know. Drysley another stellar season, and you almost, and on any other team in the league, any other team in the league. Dry is the story, the number one biggest story on this franchise. And then you remember, oh, yeah, McDavid's on pace for 150 points. So (laughs) it's a blessing right now if you're an Oilers fan to have the production again of Dry Seidel and McDavid. And, oh, yeah, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on pace for a 98-point season. 98 points. I know what? Maybe he might get 100. Maybe he can crock that 100 point barrier. Edmonton potentially could have 300 point guys on this roster. It has been a very long time since the Edmonton Oilers could have, could boast 300 point guys on the same roster, or three guys at 90 points. It's been a very long time. Since that that has happened, like interesting and and again, but again, this is still a team that's got to do a, a bit more because you don't want to be a team known as a that once had three hundred point guys and missed the playoffs or got in as a wild card team. The goals the goal should still very much be getting into the postseason in one of those three divisional spots. And not as a wildcard team, so we're gonna see how the rest of the year is gonna shake up though. But big win, but getting, but the big thing is getting wins and getting points in general inside your own division, which Edmonton did quite well on this road trip here. And again, you got Seattle coming up, another huge divisional matchup, another game you gotta get points off of. Oh, uh, I think I'm playing Vinny Darnay. You know what, Vinny Darnay. Call up from Bakersfield, he's been steady. He has been steady right now. He hasn't he hasn't looked lost on the blue line, making HL debut on his road trip here. I'm I'm impressed with the guy. Oh, towering D-Man. He's a giant on that back end though. But you know what? He has been making the smart plays on his trip here. Stepping up, def- defending guys, being a physical presence. You know what? You don't you don't need Dearnay to be overly flashy. Just make the safe, smart play, because sometimes the boring play is the right play, and he's done that. He's done that so far in his road trip. So I like him. I like him a lot on that on that blue line for Edmonton. Definitely love what what Benny um, DNA has brought to the Edmonton back end. Well, <laughs> a picture of Yams and Vincent DNA side by side? That would be very funny. That would be very funny because yeah DNA is six foot six and Yamoto is listed at 58 <laughs> no I you, you know I'm I'm 58 and I got an inch on on Kyler so I, I, I think the picture has to happen you know if if the Orler's social media team is paying attention to the tweets, to shows like this, I'm sure they're gonna make it possible to get a picture of Yams and DNA side by side when the team does return back home to Edmonton. Or right. maybe even do it tonight, do it on the on the Vegas trip. Get that done. Get that picture done by the Bellagio fountains. I think that would be very funny to see. I think that would be very funny to see. <laughs> I'm just stating. I'm just stating. We know hockey height. We know hockey height on the cards. and What's listed at times can be a bit questionable. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> we know that sometimes some of the heights are embellished, either for the player's benefit or not. But I think it'll make. I think we'll make it happen. I think um, we we'll, we'll, it'll happen with the that picture. But again, on this road trip. And tonight, getting production from beyond 97 and 29 is vital for this team going forward. And again, we saw uh, Matisse Janmark stepped up as well, too. Another guy whose team definitely needs to, um, to get it going here. And Janmark produced on his on this, um, road trip. So getting scoring from beyond just the top line is going to be so big going forward. But again, I think I can, I can speak for all people here in the chat room and everybody tuning in, one thing that we want to see less of is Woodcroft going towards, is going towards so much of Mick Dry on the same line. We saw a couple times on the road trip, and one thing that ideally you want to see less of is overloading that first line. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those two on the first line can produce but you don't always want to see Woodcroft going back to loading up that first line with these guys. Constantly. Late in the game, when you need a goal, you know, it is what it is. But you don't want to see that too, you don't want to see that being, you don't want to see it going to that too often, too consistently throughout a game. You really don't. <laughs> well, I appreciate the chat. Try to get more likes in here. Of course, if you like the content, please. Subscribe, comment, help out the SDPN channel, and of course, not just me. Like and subscribe to this show. Like and subscribe to all of our game over podcasts. Like and subscribe to the Steve Dangle uh, show. Like and subscribe to Jesse's show. Uh, like and subscribe to what CJ and and Julie McKenzie are doing. Like and subscribe to the objection to the Objective basketball podcast. If you're a hoops fan, you are gonna love the Objective Basketball Podcast. I'm I'm a hoops guy, I'm a hoops head myself. I consume a lot of NBA stuff, a lot of CBL stuff. So please, you gotta tune in. S. Barhini and Lauren Gunn, they do a really great show. They are two strong hoop minds. And the fact that, hey, I love the fact that are SDPN, we now got a basketball show on here. We're taking over now. It isn't just hockey here anymore on the SDPN channel. It isn't just hockey anymore. And heck, it's football as well, too. We got hockey, basketball, football, UC producer Drew, and their raging redhead. My homeboy from a long time ago, from many years, Cam Stewart, Do So, the SDPN takeover worldwide, it's coming. It is happening. (laughs) But you know, Jay mm-mm. you know Jay loves uses 11 and seven that was a big thing 11 and seven that was a big thing Jay went to a lot um went to a lot uh, when he first came in that was a thing he loved going to during the playoff run yeah great point there on the power plays Edmonton won a game with zero power play goals that is a massive thing getting goals five on five. Huge for the Oilers, and something you need much more of. You can't only get your offense from power play, so, seeing Edmonton getting st- scoring strictly from five on five situations is a massive thing. Huge to see, great seeing. I mean, don't get me wrong, you like it when the power play is rolling, you like seeing Edmonton take advantage of opposing teams' mistakes, but your offense cannot come. Strictly from when you're up 5-on-4, 5-on-3. You are up 5 on 4 or 5 on 3 it can not So, seeing all those goals coming in, 5-on-5. Five, five, huge, huge sign. Huge, great thing for this team. And once again, before we go, I gotta say this much. Whenever the Orlers are in T-Mobile Arena, it is a takeover of Edmontonians. Oh my goodness. You don't see any other team take over Vegas, like when there's an Edmonton-Oilers game at night. And of course, if you know if you know Nevada, you know there are a lot of Albertans, a lot of Edmontonians. It's easy to get down to Vegas or Edmonton. There's a lot of Albertans who live in Vegas. So, it's so much fun to see how much of a take. It may as well be Roger's Place version 2 whenever there's an Oilers game down there. I've been down in Vegas. I've been down there when it's been Orler games. I've been down in Vegas when uh, the Golden Knights are taking on the Habs or Toronto or the Wings or the Kings. And no other team overwhelms that building like Orler fans do. No one else. So that's always fun to watch how it becomes Edmonton South, whatever that team is in town. And it's always in Vegas. I mean, they've traveled well to uh Anaheim and San Jose and LA, but in Nevada, it is like any other market. It is unlike anywhere else in the western in the west coast of the USA. So it's a fun, fun thing to see. So anyways, that's it. We'll wrap things up here on Game Over Edmonton on Tuesday night. Zach and Dennis will be back again with all their hijinks, commentary, and analysis, which It's always going to be fun with those two. You know they're going to bring you guys a fun, fun show. Anyways, I'm Avery, and I am out of here. Talk to you folks later. Stay safe and enjoy your Saturday night. Peace. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.